This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Luke Broad, Managing Director, Dacia UK. We're here to discuss why consumers are wising up to Black Friday deals. Thank you for joining us, Luke. Hi, Clayton. Luke, please tell us more about your role at Dacia UK. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm Luke Broad, and I'm responsible for for Dacia in the UK. Uh, the brand sells cars. We've been launched in the UK for ten years now. So in terms of new car brands in in the country, actually, we're we're pretty young to be honest. To to be only ten years old, we recently celebrated our ten year birthday uh, anniversary. The way we position ourselves in this country, what we like to say is Dacia is the best value for money brand that constantly redefines the essentials. So it's a bit of a tongue twister, but if you were to put all of your brand into one sentence, this is what it would be, right? Okay. Then what we say is we have three sort of brand pillars. And when we talk about brand pillars, this is really everything that we live, breathe, do. It's really within our DNA. So I'll, I'll talk about them quickly. First one is robust and outdoors. So that's building cars that they last the test of time and they can be used in people's everyday lives. You can go outside. You can really, really treat them as you would a, a car that you have to live with every day. Essential but cool. So that's putting equipment in our cars that people really consider essential. So me, I think Apple CarPlay is essential. So that's why it's in our car. And also cool. We've recently announced that we are entering the, the rally raid in the desert with a car that we can't announce yet. But that's about testing uh, synthetic fuels and going out into the desert and, and, and racing. And then finally, the last one is uh, eco smart, ecologically smart and economically smart and taking a careful balance of the environment and what people have got in their wallets in terms of pounds. So I've tried to explain very <laughs> quickly what we're all about. Indeed. So, but even though it's only been 10 years in the UK, you're making a bit of a splash today because you are basically going to shut down online sales on Black Friday, which is quite a bold move when most people, retailers uh, have got their mum out selling, their gran out selling, everybody's out selling as much as possible. What's yeah. the motivation behind this decision and how does it align with Dacia's philosophy? To be blunt, it's to stick two fingers up at consumerism, you know, and put our money where our mouth is. I find, I'm sure you find, that Black Friday almost applies a, a subtle pressure for, to people to, to buy things that they probably wouldn't have bought otherwise, just because they think that they're, they're getting a, a good deal. When actually the product that they're buying most of the time, it's been that price many times in, in the past. I mean, I don't know if you know, there's a website called Camel, 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 and it tracks the prices of stuff on Amazon. And I've looked at a few products today and nine times out of 10, they've been that price within the past month or so. So it is a bit of a, a gimmick. And the people we surveyed have recognized that 70% of people we asked said that they think it's a gimmick and 50% of people are opting out of Black Friday. So we took the opportunity to close the website, put our money where our mouth is and, and really just make the point that we at Dacia, we offer good value all year round. Now that people have got that kind of message and when they go to your website, they'll see that that's what you're actually putting forward. The key thing for me is, is that before doing this interview, I couldn't get my head around whether it was Dacia or Dacia. Can you sort of give our listeners at Podcast Radio Business a brief sort of uh, resume of how that disparity came about? One of the things with only being 10 years old in, in the UK. So the correct pronunciation of our brand is, is Dacia. And I would say that the, the great British public have um, maybe been a little confused by our great advocate, James May, from, uh, from Top Gear. 
you may remember when we launched in 2013, he was really passionate about the Dacia, as he called it, the Dacia Sandero. And uh, it's fair to say that for many people that has uh, that has stuck. However, in more recent times, it's actually becoming much more visible in in the public, the cars on the road, the TV campaigns, all of the great stuff that we're doing in marketing and PR. The word, the name Dacia is becoming a lot more resonant within the British public. So I think we talked earlier, didn't we, and said, you know, maybe we need to look at doing a campaign around this. So we'll take that away as homework. (laughs) I think so, because I think sometimes when people for many years don't understand how something is pronounced. It's only when you see recent advertising campaigns, we discussed this with, with your competitors, Skoda and Ikea and Hyundai, et cetera, et cetera. They've all basically gone to say, this is how you pronounce our name. And it does yeah. stick in people's memory now, because as I said before, when you used to go onto the continent and you used to say Ikea and, you know, French people would look at you and because obviously they pronounce the I's as E's. Yeah. It is important, as you say, though, because, you know, the, the consistency, the, the the public resonance of the word, you know, Dacia, it's important that that's known and people people say it correctly. So I can see why those brands are, are doing that, because it's super important to for brand equity, you know. Going back to this Black Friday situation, the sort of the research indicates really that a significant portion of consumers really view Black Friday as a gimmick now. How does Dacia plan to build and maintain that trust with its customer base by opting out of this traditional sales approach. I've never run a dealership, but I've sold cars. I've been a zone manager for three years, and I talk to our our dealer investors all the time. They they make money by selling new and used cars and all the products around that. They make money by selling services, maintenance, looking after cars, and that's all underpinned by looking after our customers. What is great about Dacia is we don't have sales targets with our dealers. The dealers will sell what they will sell, you know? So because of that, there's no pressure to uh, maybe uh, convince customers to buy things that they maybe wouldn't have thought about buying previously. And actually, there's no they don't really need to discount, although they're free to, they, they don't discount. And what that means is if you buy a car in London, Edinburgh, Manchester, wherever, the price you see is generally the price that you pay. So the price you see for a Dacia is the price that you pay. And I do think that sometimes there's a bit of a... Um, I don't know if distrust is the right word, but if you think of the name dealership, in its very name, you think you're going in there to go and get yourself a deal, right? Indeed. <laughs> you know, so it's almost subliminal. subliminal. But I like to call our dealerships, I like to call them retailers, because actually all the customer wants to know is they're getting a really great, reliable, rock-solid product at a fair price. And that's what I think that we bring to the party, and that's why we're making this stance on Black Friday to say, Fine Friday, you can get a you can get a deal, I'm sure. But here at that year, we uh, we offer that all year round, and that's a positive thing, especially when you don't have targets to meet. You can literally sell a car because somebody wants a car. I try and uh, try and take the notion that that year is a uh, it's a pull brand. It's not a push brand. And really, I think as soon as we start incentivizing on on volume targets, putting in place really high volume bonus programs and things like this, you lose uh, you lose a bit of magic as to what Dacia is all about. And I will also say that's quite unusual in the automotive industry. You know, the, the traditional structure is a retailer will receive a target and in return for achieving that target, they'll receive uh, a bonus, right, as an incentive. Whereas at Dacia, what we say is, 
we want our retailers to make a fair margin out of the car. We, as the brand, make a fair margin. And our customers, they get a fair deal. <laughs> so you have that magic triangle. For me, you don't need sales targets because me, as, as the manager of the brand in the UK, it's my job to create the pull for Dacia. So what's interesting, it is a difficult time for all industries at the moment. Obviously, there's a, you know, via credit crunch or cost of living crisis. There's lots of things going on in terms of money. And obviously, you mentioned in terms of the things that you do at Dacia or, or Dacia. I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> at Dacia. The yeah. things that you do there in terms of the ecological aspect of it. And we have a lot of talk, especially in London, about ULEZ. How does that affect the stuff that you're doing at Dacia? So, so ULEZ in, in general, my my opinion, my view is I don't really think it impacts people's buying decisions. And actually, I think that the spirit of ULEZ is the right one. You know, we want to clean up the air in our major cities and, and in our country, ultimately, you know. So I think the spirit of it is right. Maybe the implementation could be a little bit different because actually it tends to impact those people who are on lower incomes and maybe they can't afford a, a new car. And it's interesting, um, sort of in some of the lead up to your, your question, I also think some people don't really understand what is ULES because you say ULES and I, I feel like people automatically jump to, oh, that must mean I can only drive an electric car in this zone. Correct. But actually, it's not. it's not the case. What it means is the vehicle has to be euro six standard or above and that is basically a set emissions standard so put put it very simply any cars newer than 2016 2017 um, it can be petrol diesel hybrid electric it can be anything as long as it's euro six compliant it doesn't have to be uh, ev so for people who are in in those zones and want an amazing quality new car packed with features that is you less compliant they can buy uh, one of our lpg cars one of our hev cars a petrol offering but next year, we'll also be launching our first electric vehicle. And the idea behind that is to be the most affordable electric car within the UK, because there's a real issue at the moment with affordability of electric cars. The average price of an EV in the UK is around £36,000. It's huge. Wow. Trying to bring that well below the sub £20,000 mark. So it will really democratise EV ownership for those who want an electric car. For those who don't, we've got a full range of HEVs, hybrids, everything to, to offer to those people. So ULEZ, I would say in summary, I think it's it's good in spirit. Execution maybe needs needs re-looking at. But anyway, we offer a range of products that are ULEZ compliant. So in an age where everything is an online event and it's basically there's a sale every three months, mm -hmm. what role does Dacia see for traditional dealerships or traditional retailerships or car retailerships, we should call them? And how do they contribute to the brand strategy? So for me, our car retailers are the lifeblood of our business. You know, if you think about it, buying a car is probably the second largest decision-making purchase most people will make. Yeah. So I think that online sales has a place to play in the, in the new car buying journey but ultimately people want to see touch feel drive this 20 30 40 thousand pound thing that they're investing in right so dealers are, are, are super important regarding sales events again i think the value of a sales event is to galvanize 
everybody nationally to say, look, we've got a special thing on. At Dacia, we we don't tend to do these too often, to be honest. And when we do do them, we don't really discount the products. We perhaps just offer maybe a, a service or something like this included within the within the sale. But we don't, you know, we don't really push sales events at all, to be honest. Black Friday is just one day, and we people get extremely excited about one day. What initiatives or strategies is Dacia exploring to continually provide that value? And meet the needs of the customer base. As a car manufacturer that is focused on the value area of the market, it's difficult to make a product that is profitable, can be sold at the right price with the right equipment. However, we've been doing this for many, many years. You know, we've uh, we with Renault Group invested in Dacia in two thousand and four. We've been doing this for a really long time and we've ended up with a business model that's incredibly difficult to copy from design, from engineering. We look at absolutely everything in our products. You know, I, I use an example the other day. In the rear bench of our cars, we have um, stitching, like decorative stitching. Mm-hmm. So there's five rows of this just to make the, the, the rear seat look nice and, 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 and add to the design. We were looking at this the other day and thinking, do we need five lines of stitching? Maybe we can have four. <laughs> Does that make a difference? And actually, the answer is yes, because you remove a line of stitching from 600,000 cars we're going to sell globally this year. You might only save five pence, but you multiply that by 600,000 cars. Quite a lot of money, actually. So it's this spirit of making sure the cost of our cars are right for us. Therefore, we can pass those savings on to our customers, meaning that we make a fair margin, customers get a fair price dealers get a fair margin. So I come back to this magic triangle of of Dacia, which I really love. So where can our podcast radio listeners go to to find out more information? So it would be remiss of me not to say dacia.co.uk. So maybe not today because the the online sales section of the, the website is closed for Black Friday. But if you're listening this not on Black Friday, then you can, uh, you can of course, visit our website then, dacia.co.uk. And I'm going to ask you one question, which is very off topic. When are we going to get the flying cars we've been promised for decades? <laughs> um, I'm going to go out on a whim here and say never. <laughs> because I feel as though uh, if they were to be flying, you would need super dense battery packs. I don't feel as though you would be able to put huge engines in there to make the things flying. Actually, what I think is more realistic and coming a lot sooner than perhaps people might think is the, the the notion of autonomous vehicles, you know? Yes. So there's different levels of, of vehicle autonomy. You've got level one, which is things that are fitted to most cars today, you know, like cruise control, center lane assist, all of this stuff. And then you have all the way to level five, which effectively means the car has no steering wheel, nothing. You simply open the door, get in, and the car will take you where you want to go. There's no level five cars today, but for sure they are coming and, and they're coming a lot faster than you think. But not for Dacia, because we're about building real cars for real people. And I'm sure that those uh, super autonomous cars will be uh, will be very expensive. Indeed. So Luke Broad, Managing Director, Dacia UK, thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you. You're most welcome.